Sun Tzu, Hu Xing. Think thrice before you act. A Chinese proverb. Welcome back to Splinters of a Broken Sun, an actual play podcast using the Fate Core system. I'm Matt, your Master of Ceremonies. And before we introduce the players, we'll just do a quick previously on. Uh, our fabulous foursome wandered into the desert and found themselves in the company of the Revel of Velico, a group of the excommunicated who lived uh, under a big metal chicken in a geode under the ground. There they learned that their town was not at destroyed after all, after Denton's attack was pushed back by Lean's mysterious power. They were also reunited with their goat, Jolly. Uh, let's see, what else? Emrin got a sword forged by Hector after learning that Hector had perished in the attack. And now, in the company of the vice-reveler of Velico, Karis Johnson, whose voice whispers mountains, they have gone to the front of this big metal chicken, where Emrin has used his abilities to see through its skin and has noticed something scary off in the distance. And now, let's introduce our players. Good day to you, my fair listener. I am Keekers. You can find me on Twitter at BeASpaceCat. I play Kevin Sharma, and um, if we are the Fab Four, Keva might be Paul or and probably Ringo. Just remind us of your aspects before we go on. Yes, um, Keva's main core aspect is team parent. Um, her trouble is if you hurt my friend, I'll hurt you. Um, the other aspects include a way with animals, hidden arsenal, and a bond. She looks to Mev for help figuring things out. Thank you so much. Who's our next player? Hello, everyone. I am OG Brown Sugar, and I play Maeve Sentis, Mother of Spiders and Heart of the Swarm. Uh, her high concept is Seeker of Truth. Her trouble is Chaos is a Ladder. And her other aspects are If You Have the Will, You Make the Way. Authority must prove its worth or be overthrown. And her bond aspect is Keva Cares. Thank you. Who's up next? Howdy, everybody. I'm Mike, and I. you can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. But for the podcast, I play Emron Pak, uh, the group's resident actual ship. <laughs> My high concept, is, or Emron's high concept, is that he is an extremely strong blacksmith. His trouble is that he has forged the blade, and so he must wield it. His other two aspects are... This might come in handy later, and I see through the shells of my dead gods. I, as of right now, don't have a bond aspect yet. We'll get there. And last but not least. Hi, I'm Jason. You can find me uh, on Twitter, at Singing Chemist, and I play Zone and Chan, the hat maker. My aspects are, there's a hat for any occasion, and my trouble is that I'm thirsty for firsts. One person's trash is my treasure, and my bond aspect is thicker than water because Kevin and I uh, share a blood bond. Fantastic. Emrin, you have inserted yourself into the skin of this ship. It has allowed you to see all across the landscape, and to the north you see what might be an army approaching. But if you want to know more, you'll have to roll investigate. Wouldn't you happen to know it that that's my plus five? Very good. Not at all. Oh, too bad. As you can see, I see everything. Uh, unfortunately, you got a negative one there. Uh, do you want to do anything about it, or you want to let it ride? I think that uh, as this is incredibly important, I'll burn another fate point for 
I see through the shells. Okay. And with that, you are able to pick out... Uh, let's see how much you're able to pick out. I'm just going to roll something on their behalf, because one group of them does not want to be seen. Let's see, and they'll be getting help. Oh, actually, I should let the... That's better. Okay. Oh, I see. That, that was super <laughs> stealthy. Uh, so you're able to pick out a detachment of Evangelical Order Infantry making its way down towards the... Well, not directly towards you, but they are marching in this direction. There are four of them, plus their sergeant who's marching out front. Is it possible that they're going towards the plume that we exited from, and rather not the crater that we are in? It's possible, but to be more sure, you'd probably have to do some more rolls or something. I think Emran's going to snap out of it so he can warn everyone. Okay, are you putting your consciousness back in the pommel, or are you... Yeah, he's going to shove it back in the pommel. Okay. You are now back inside the ship. Your perceptions are. You see uh, Karis is watching you very carefully with an expression of great interest. Belcamp and... Karis, I have... Sorry. No, it's just going to say Belcamp and Algar are playing some music off in a corner. Um, Emrin wipes his um, nosebleed away and says, Karis, I have extremely terrible news. Oh, yes. A detachment of the church's army is on its way in this direction. Again? Hmm. Well, don't tell that Nandukai. Happens. That happens. I told you this area, well, Nandukai told you this area has seen a good deal of activity of late. Well, what are we going to do? Um, well, I'll send my scouts to see where they're going, but we should do nothing, in my opinion. Karis. Yes? Earlier we were telling you and Mandukai how we traveled through a wormhole to arrive here from the hub. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that our exit, you noticed it, there's a good chance they noticed it, and they might be cutting us off. Well, it's entirely possible they're going to investigate the site of your arrival, if that's what that was. Yeah, but then they'll see the hole, and then they could go down, and then they'd find the station. I don't know what, what station... Okay, so there's, like, the hub that we came from closer to our town, and then there was where it dropped us off, which was, like, another place, like, another hub, but not as big? I don't know. It That's where all the dead were. A way station, I see. So your concern is that they will find this and block you from accessing it. Exactly. And without us... Hub is living on a, well, borrowed time. Well, I can see how that would be a concern to you, but as long as they aren't coming in this direction, it's not really a concern for me. But, mm, Kevin looks at Maeve like, what should we do? Should I tell Karis what Hub is? You've if already we mentioned... were to bring your people... Sorry, go ahead. If we were to be able to bring your people back, like Mandakai inquired, that would be made more difficult should they either block the path or disable it somehow. Not that I advocate the slaughter of church militants, but it might behoove us to make sure they don't come back out of the way station. Maeve, right? Then is only going to draw more attention. Also true. It's Maeve, right? Maybe. Is it Karis? Yes, yes. Karis Johnson, whose voice whispers blah blah blah. Maeve, have you killed a person before? Not quite yet. Yet being the operative word. 
How about you, Emran? Have you stabbed a sword through a person's body and watched the life bleed out of their eyes? Well, not with a sword, but I know what you mean. And Zonin, have you made some type of, I don't know, hat with hidden blades on the inside so that when someone puts it on, it stabs into their brain and kills them? No, but pardon me as I get parchment and a pencil. <sighs> Keva, how about you? You're strong. Have you choked the life out of a human being? I mean, I knocked someone out once, or twice. If we go out there and engage this detachment, we will have to kill them. I have killed many people in my time. I'm not surprised. I take no joy in it, but I have done it. That's part of the reason I came here and left my life. Do you want to become killers? Because if you step out there to face those people, that is the choice you are making. But what if they get to dig? You said yourself they cannot go through without your blood. If they have someone touched by the splinter, they might be able to. Hmm. Did you know that Mandukai touched a splinter once? That makes sense. Yes, she's is a that... remarkable woman. Yes? I just... Is that when she became Veliko's Chosen? No. She was already Veliko's Chosen, whether she knew it or not, long before she encountered the Shard. But the splinter, when she touched it, it changed her. But it didn't necessarily change her for the better or the worst. It merely made her different. But... Who knows if it's the same as what you touched? She doesn't speak of it. It was 30 years ago, after all, or more. How did it change her, if you can tell us? It's not mine to tell. But if you tell her that the Evangelical Order is anywhere near us, you will find out, because she cannot help herself. She will go out, and she will kill them, or be killed. And if she is killed or she kills some but not all of them, and some escape, they will know where we are, and they will return in force, and they will bring auditors. I hope you can understand my concern. I am responsible for the well-being of 600 people. I get it. I get it. The me, the, the bigger number matter more than two other people, or whatever. Fine. And you don't think that they're going to come in force anyway when they find the way station? The way station is not here. It's possible that they could somehow stumble upon us, but is that a risk we can take? I mean, you can you can try to convince you can try to convince them. On a, a, a note that I uh, don't think I pointed out before, but uh, you you would have noticed when you were in uh, the oasis that everybody has on their on their shoulder a little patch that has the symbols for whatever gender so that you would know how to address oh. them without asking. So that's, uh, you know, how it's it's obvious, for example, that uh, Mandukai is, is a woman because she has that symbol on her shoulder and Karis has uh, the, uh, the symbol that lets you know that Karis has retired from gender as well as from their previous life. So you would refer to Karis as they or them. Okay. I was trying to not use any pronouns at all, but thank you. No problem. So yeah, you can you can make an argument. You can try to use uh, rapport or deception on Karis. You could leave here. You can go directly to Mandukai. You can leave this place and try to cut off the or get to there before the uh, the army does. There are many paths open to you. 
Well, Would you- I'm sorry, Kevin, go ahead. <laughs> I, I always talk first. You go ahead. Um, Matt, what role would you want to assess a tactical situation? Assess a tactical situation? Um, that would probably how be... Do, what's that? How would, um, how would Emrin interpret their chances as a group against the potential multiple detachments? You would be doing an overcome role for lore. Perfect. Could I maybe help someone more intelligent than myself? Could I make the assessment? Yeah. Do you have lore at all, um, Emrin? It would appear that I cannot help. Okay. I have plus one in case I can help someone or something. Yeah. Anyone who has lore and wants to help with these assessments can do so. And it's plus one for each person who has the skill who is helping. I guess I'll take the main role since I'm probably fuming in a corner trying to figure out anyway. Okay. And Kev is helping? Yeah. All right. So when you when it asked for the modifier, you had a one in there. Yeah, that's a very good oh. role. Okay, so you surmise that if it was just the four of you uh, and you left Jolly behind, you could make it to the borehole mm, far enough ahead of the infantry that you don't think they would be able to see you. But they would still make it to the borehole and see it, assuming that's where they're headed. You don't know that yet. Of course. It's possible, obviously, that there are other ways back into the transit system. Yeah. Maybe in a sacred pool. <laughs> That's meta, and I'm very sorry. Uh, you know, you know that there are other entrances, but they would all be underneath all the rubble and dirt that uh, somebody poured all over the walls of the station, of the habitat here. So we here- could beat them there. Oop. Please go ahead. We could beat them there, but that would defeat the entire purpose of this we would bring nothing back and they would probably still either garrison or block the entrance somehow. I've, I've put you into a bit of a dilemma, obviously. That's my job. So, yeah, as, uh, as Maeve was saying, you can get back ahead of them, but it means giving up on accomplishing anything else out here. You can let them get there and not challenge them, in which case your access back to the hub will be blocked until you can find another access or get into there, sneak past it somehow. Uh, or you can, if you're cut off from there, you know, you can always try to find and make contact with other people the excommunicated or lean or someone else. You're out in the world now. You can go back to the hub, or you can stay out in the world, or you can try to kill all these people and have that be part of who you are now. As I see it, coming back to the hub empty-handed isn't going to help anything. True enough. I mean... I would like to be able to wake up another god. That would be fun. Good to do. Karis gives you a look. Hub has a consciousness. Okay. One of the gods. And not one of the four. He looks over at uh, Zonin's helmet and says, I think we all know that there are no gods. Yes. True No gods, no masters. Again, don't tell Mandukai. She believes so strongly. So she thinks Felico is a god. I... Didn't want to say anything in case I made her angry here. I don't think anything you say could shake Mandukai's faith in Veliko. But I don't want to upset her. Mandukai is a strong woman, but this is beside the point. Hey Matt, when I was um, flexing my perception through the hull of the ship, did I detect anything like the power cells that Hub would need? There is definitely a power source on this ship. Oh, I so have I an idea. I was also going to ask, Emran, did you find any weapons on this metal chicken? While I have 
Matt, I, I'm, I know that em, Emran has been researching modern weaponry, but I don't know if he'd know anything about ships' weaponry. Uh, it, it works on similar principles, right? Um, sure. as, as far as you can tell, there is nothing like that on this ship. Understood. No guns, as Mandukai told us. That, that is what that was. Well, she called whatever Lean has a gun. Whether that's what it actually is or not, I mean, that's what Mandakai says. Well, anyway, snagging this power source on the vessel would probably neuter any chances of it getting skyborn again. Yep. It would also take time to extract it. Do I get the sense that the uh, Revelers rely on it for anything? No, the ship is completely powered down. Understood, okay. As far as they know, it's just a weird building. About how large is the power source? The power source, you could carry it, but you would have to, like, make a stretcher or a sled or something. It's about the size of a fully grown person. Oh, wow. Well, we've got our two beefcakes here, and that could work. Are you referring to yourself as a beefcake? (laughs) Not myself, but Keva. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keva is very strong. Karis, do you have contact with any other excommunicated cells in the area? Uh, I, of course, have contact with two other cells. Every cell has contact with two other cells. Okay, so we've eliminated the fact that we're just going to try to get ahead of them. So we could at least have your scouts go check things out. Oh, they're already on their way. Keva looks around like, uh... Kevin does not question how that was possible. Uh, Karis does not volunteer an explanation. Mind freak. Um, Emrin looks at Karis and says, Well, I think we've eliminated the possibility of using that avenue to return to Hub. If it's all the same to you all, I'm going to go into the bowels of this vessel and find its power source. It will be useful for Hub or for the Revelers. That is your choice. I do not own this building. Neither does the Rebel. Uh, Rebel, it is simply... The entranceway to our home. Does someone own it? Possibly, but I do not know who it is. Emran starts to turn to the hallway and then we'll find it, try to find an avenue to where he felt the power source was. And if no one stops him, he says leaving, uh, he's going to make the old bird sing. Okay. Keva, while you've been on the bridge, you've felt your special hair sort of, not squirming, uh, you felt it sort of twitching a bit. Every time now, you approach one of the consoles. Now, I do have a question about this hair. It's out? No, it's not out right now. Oh, okay. So it's just like the temples of her head twitch or feel weird? She can feel it. It's like a muscle twitching in a specific way. Ah, tempted to have her just go put her head on the console. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean... It's, it seems that your your hair is reacting to something in these consoles. Well, she's not going to do that with the other people around. Especially not Karis. She doesn't trust Keva them has, that much. Keva has literally become the remix to Ignition. I think she's going to start the ship. Uh, Karis sort of gives a last glance around the bridge. And they walk past Velcamp and Algar, who fall into step behind Karis. And Karis says over their shoulder, Remember... If you tell Mandukai that the army is anywhere nearby, she will go out to face them. Then Karis leaves, doesn't wait for anything else, just leaves. 
Oh, Kevin was going to say, I will only do that if we need to. They've managed to stay safe without this foreknowledge in the past. I don't know if we need to alert them. Yeah. All right. So, Keva, you're in the room now with Maeve and... Oh, did anyone go with Emran? I'll follow him. Okay. So, Maeve, you you followed Emran. And Zonin, you're still here on the bridge? Yeah. I want to see if there's any... Well, is anyone else on the bridge? Just Keva. Just Keva, yeah. Okay. Okay, I put on Matt Damon. Boss. Hey, Matt, what can you tell me about where I am right now? Uh... There's a lot of lanterns, some nice rugs. What the heck is that thing? It highlights the screen. Looks kind of like, kind of like the inside of me. Is there any way for you to interact with it? I mean, does it have a head? I think we're in it. I hate to interrupt, but Keva has now started to inch cl- while he's talking, uh, while Zonin's talking to Matt Damon. Keva is inching closer to, like, the console or whatever. Now, the closer you get to the console, the more you feel your uh, special hair sort of straining towards it. Okay. I didn't want to, like, interrupt, interrupt that. I just wanted to say that so people can imagine in the theater of their mind that while Zonin's talking, Keva is, like, moving in that direction. Okay. Uh, this, if this is the head, it's, uh... It's a little bit big for me. All right. Um, uh, I give Matt Damon, or I show Matt Damon, I hold in front of me um, the description and what the power cells look like and ask him to scan for them. Uh, okay. Hang on a sec. When you see a little, uh, there's like a little hourglass in the bottom left of your view that sort of empties and then turns over and empties again for a couple times. Please tell me Clippy is going to show up. I mean, it's Matt Damon is the equivalent of Clippy, basically. Um, At least he's not Bonsai Buddy. Oh. oh, oh, Bonsai Buddy. Nobody misses that. And it says, well, uh, if it's here, it's not within 250 meters. Okay. Thank you. Hey, no Can problem. I remove the helmet? Hey, is that, is that guy still? Keva is now touching the console and kind of like, running her finger on it, kind of like feeling like the weird tingles and then taking her finger away and then touching it again and then feeling the stronger tingles and just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Your hair starts to come out of your temples. Oh boy. Do you stay where you are? Do you move back? No, she's going to let her hair down. (laughs) Your hair surges into the console, just directly into it. It doesn't make a hole in it. It appears to merge with the surface of the console. Oh, she's hacking in. She's becoming part of the Matrix now. In a way, yeah. You see the screen at that console lights up. Oh, Zonin, are you seeing this? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, Lights begin to come on. Lights similar to those that you've seen at the hub begin to come on around the walls and ceiling of the bridge. They're coming on one by one, moving out from where you're sitting. Can I, is there any, like, is there text on the screen? Not yet. There's a picture, but Can... before we see that, I want to just hop over to the other two for a sec. So, you are Emran and Maeve moving deeper into the ship. I assume, Emran, you are 
leading the way because you're following what's in your what's in your perception, right? You're tracing the links you know towards the power cell. Indeed. All right, so you're heading down some stairs. You can see that there are uh, at the ends of many of these hallways things that could be elevators like the ones in the hub, but they are not on. There's no power on in the ship right now until there is. You sense a current moving through some of the lines that you're following, and you begin to feel the ship waking. That's an interesting sensation. It is. What are you going to do about it? Um, Emma would like to see if the power source is... like If the ship is waking, is there some sort of semi-consciousness you can communicate with? Not that you can see yet. You can sense the power source. You can see it below you. It begins to pulse and glow brighter. Interesting. Emrin um, would like to keep following the the line to see if he can make this a more permanent phenomena. You want to make it have more power coming out? Yeah, I'd like to see if I can figure out how to channel some oomph. Okay. Give me a crafts roll. Uh-huh. Let's see if we can overcome with your crafts skill. Oh boy, that's a very good roll. Nice. You are able to sort of reach with your perceptions into the generator, into the power cell here. And you're able to see that it's connected to a series of controls. And you're able to, just by thinking about it, start manipulating these controls. And you can see, as you test them, what each one starts to do. And you can see that this control sends more power to the engine. This control sends more power to protective systems. This control sends power to the maneuvering, uh, whatever that is. You get the impression that it helps the ship move better. And there's another one that sends more power to the internal screens and a host of other systems. Does, if he's now connected again, would he be able to see kind of all the way up that Keva is kind of oddly connected to? Uh, let's see. Would he be able to? You can see, or if you decide to look back up towards the bridge, would you do that, or is that... I would actually, because I assumed that the other two stayed up there, I'd, I'd want to see. Because I, I assume that my perception is, as long as there's SGM in the vessel, I can see everything inside it. So, yeah, you can look yeah, out would, through it. I would like to see the other two. You see uh, the scene that I described on the bridge. Keva is apparently plugged into one of the consoles. Emrin um, just says out loud, Maeve, you'd be so proud. Oh, what happened? It seems that uh, Keva's hair can interact with the metal of the vessel. Huh. I think the two of us are waking up the ship. That'll either be really good or really bad. Please good go chance. ahead. There's a good chance it could call the army. Well, there's barbarians at the gate already. We don't need to put the revel in danger yet. Maybe we can convince them if we can get this thing moving to come with us. Maybe this could bring us to Hub? That's my thinking. Or in the very least to another XCOM cell. Good work. Let's find out. Emrin would like to pump some power to the, scre the internal screens. Okay. The screen in the bridge uh, comes to life and shows a view of what's in front of it, which is blackness because it's buried in sand. So Keva can't see anything on the screen? You can see now that the screen is showing... The screen has gone from being dark to showing darkness. You and Zonin can both see that. I know oh. that uh, Zonin's player is having some connection issues right now, but that's what the two of you can see. 
as you are connected, so we'll hop back over here now. As you are connected, you see on the screen, first there's that logo that's sort of spinning, and then uh, the logo comes off the screen, like those holograms you see in the hub. And let's see here. Which, uh, which console did you plug into? If you want to just show me a pulse on the map, which part of the bridge up here you connected in? I didn't click there, but... That I was mean, me. I don't know how many consoles there were. <laughs> yeah, they're, you know, let's see. I imagined it was like, if we're thinking like the Starship Enterprise, she connected to Kirk's or Chekhov's. So Kirk's would be one of the chairs in the middle. Those are the two chairs that are right in the middle. They don't have their own consoles, but they have some little screens on the uh, armrests. So then um, we'd go with Chekhov's. Okay. So that would be that would be the same one that Emrin was interacting with before? I, I guess. I don't know. Okay. So the logo that you see that's spinning is a pair of wings, and the screen uh, seems to finish its booting up process, and a set of controls appears holographically in front of you. Feathery wings? Feathery wings, yes. Okay, just double checking. And the controls are obviously unfamiliar to you, but your hair sort of uh, splits, and some of it goes in towards these holographic controls. There are dials and readouts and stuff in a language that you're familiar with from the hub, but which you don't personally understand. But your hair is doing something with it. Uh, And then once your hair has sort of intermeshed itself with these holographic controls, it stops. And it's almost as if there's, there's no voice or anything, but there's the sense of a question. Oh, is the question the meaning of life? Like the universe and everything? This question is more like, what do you want? Are there weapons? Um, not that you can tell. The her hair shifts a bit, and uh, the the wings icon sort of pulses again in front of you on the screen. Is there solitaire? <laughs> no. Uh, hmm. Hmm. So the the question seems to be uh, coming not just from this console, but also from a part of you. It's like your hair has, by enmeshing itself in this system, not only awoken the system, but sort of uh, bonded with it in a way. Oh, oh, blending. Blending. Like Hub said. Well, Keva would be kind of like, is there an intelligence here like Hub? Nothing at all like Hub, no. But there is that question and you get the sense of movement. Movement. What type of movement? Give me a lore roll. Okie doke. We'll see if you can figure it out. Actually, no, sorry. Stop what you're doing. Uh, This would be empathy. Yes. You fool. Oh, wow. That Uh, was only a two, and I'm disappointed since that's my best skill. uh, At the moment, you would start to get a vague idea, but without something more, without at least a good role, Keva can't quite figure out what this is asking her or telling her. Hmm. Well, Zonin, there is no ghost on this ship, but it wants something. And I don't know what it is. Wait, there's no ghost, but it wants something? You can always use a fate point to add to your role or re-roll if you want. 
if you have an aspect that you think will. Uh, let me look at those. I'll, I'll tell you this. See, here's the problem. The ship is not an animal. Well, what I um, was going to say here is if you use that aspect, you'll learn something. If I use a way with animals, I will learn something about this ship? Oh yeah. my god. Okay, then I'm going to use that because I want to learn more about this giant chicken. Are you going to re-roll or add two? Add two, since it will make it good enough. Okay. So, you, as you, as Keva is uh, interacting with this ship and feeling this desire, this want, this need from it, uh, it reminds her of dealing with a dog or a goat or something like that. You can't understand them through words or communication, but as Keva has always known, you can understand them in other ways. And with that approach, yes, Keva has this sort of revelation that this ship is communicating with me the same way an animal would. And that allows her to understand <laughs> what this ship wants from her. This ship wants to fly. Wants to go for a walk. The ship wants yes. to fly. Zonin, the ship wants to fly. Okay. Well, I'll go get uh, Emron and Maeve. Just just hold tight. And then I exit the chamber to go find Emron and Maeve. Is it possible that we just went back after seeing that? Did you? Yeah, I would have been extremely. Yeah, we would have gone back. Zonin, you head for the hallway and you run into Maeve and Emron. I am very good at finding people. Uh, come on in here. Emran still has his eyes closed, and so he, he's just watching his body navigate the halls in like a detached third person, which sounds horrifying. <laughs> uh, so you're all here on the bridge. Okay, Kevin, t- tell them what you told me. Hi, everyone. She kind of like turns his head as much as she can. Uh, just more hair comes out to allow you to move around. Oh, awesome. So she kind of turns around fully then as she's hooked into the mainframe and um, is like, hey, the ship wants to fly. Also, it's there's no ghost on it, but it wants that. It's somewhat alive. I got that sense, too. It's like a giant bird. Kind does of it you. know where it wants to fly or does it just want to fly? I think it's in its nature. Well, it wants to fly. Well, if this thing wants to move, it's going to be a lot easier to take that power source back to Hub. <laughs> yes. I think we should tell the Revel we might be removing their doormat. In the yeah, but there's a problem. What's that? The one problem is, if we go, would that lead, like, would they see, would the Evangelical Order see that the ship came from this direction? I think, if anything, it might make them want to follow us, but I don't know if the church can... But I mean, look, I could see uh, someone in charge being like, okay, one group goes that way and the other group follows the ship or flying that's why, thing. That's why we should tell the Revel before we do anything. It is We might be putting them in danger by taking this. If that, we can, of course. And we should find out if this thing can actually take us to Hub. Otherwise, we'll just be big floating targets in the sky. Exactly. Don't mind me. I'm just rolling some dice in the background here. Nothing to worry about. I see who that role belongs to. Can I, I notice feel... someone noticing us? Oh, that's huh. interesting. That is interesting. For those who can't see what's happening in our roll bar, uh, 
two people, just uh, NPCs, reached a stalemate. Uh, a tie, okay. if you will. Just got one more thing I got to roll here. Carry on with your with your role playing. Move along. I think I think uh, you're right in that we can't go when that um, when that company is out there looking for us. But maybe if we can get rid of them, then we can you know get out of here safely with the power supply. Then I think we should certainly take it to the revels' leadership or however they work. I haven't really gotten a grip on it. Keva, can you ask the ship if it knows where Hub is? Sure. I guess I could try. Uh, if Emran can, he might surreptitiously pump power into navigational systems, should such a phrase appear in his mind. As long as you are touching part of the ship. Uh, no, certainly. I, I, I don't think I will ever let this ship go as long as I am inside it. All right. Uh, yeah, you can direct power to engines and maneuverability, which you, you see... Uh, as being the the turkey legs. There's going to be a big debate in the Splinters of a Broken Sun fandom of whether Emrin in the ship should be the main big pairing or Keva in the ship. We are all the ship. So you, well, let's see. Are you looking outwards or just inwards, Emrin? Emrin would, um, I mean, right now he's turned inward because he just wants to watch the situation in the bridge. But if you want me to roll notice or something to see if I just in the sort of my semi-periphery. Sure, roll me a notice. Wouldn't Keva also be trying to, like, wouldn't I roll to have Keva try to figure out navigation? Uh, we can do that, yeah. I just wanted to do, okay, so you don't notice that. So, yeah, if you want to try and figure out how to fly the ship right now, is that what you want to do? Please, I, I would caution against this. I think we need to go to Mandakai. I, yeah, I didn't mean find the ship. I mean, just if the ship knows where to go. Okay, so that would be, let's see, rapport. Oh, I have to roll rapport. That's so cool. Can I try to notice with my swarm to see what's going on out there? Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, I have a one on rapport. Okay, you sort of try to, you try to communicate what you want to the ship, but the ship cannot seem to understand and the ship just keeps pulling and pulling with that need to fly. It's just saying, no, fly, fly, fly. Yeah. It's like you're trying to you're trying to ask a dog to pay attention to something that you're trying to teach it, like a new trick or something. But like right in front of the dog, there's like a nice juicy steak. Well, or like you're holding the treat. And the dog is just like, oh my gosh, they have a treat. They have a treat. I want this treat, treat. And then you're like, no, dog, you sit to get the treat. It's completely fixated on this need to fly right now. Uh, Okay, Maeve, uh, you hear through through some insects outside, you hear Belcamp shouting. And Belcamp is shouting, turn it off! Turn it off! Turn the ship off now. Ember detaches. Uh, Kevin does as well. The ship powers down. The lights come off. What do you do now? Emran rushes outside. Uh, Belcamp is there with Algar, and uh, there are some other people who have gathered around. A large number of people actually have come up into the the rear area of the ship. You can see there are people outside the hole, the big hole in the side of the ship that, remember, is there. And um, they look panicked. And Karis has come out as well. And they look pissed. 
Hi. Emran sort of hangs his head. He figured that this would happen. Uh, so Belcamp sort of looks like he wants to say something, like he wants to come over and say something, but Karis sort of storms over uh, and cuts him off. And Karis is like, what were you thinking? Shining those lights up into the sky everywhere? There were lights shining. Oh my god. This is why I don't work with children. Yes, bright lights shining in every conceivable direction. <sighs> okay, first of all, we aren't kids, we're adults. Second of all, for crying out loud, we're trying to get this old technology to work to try to solve everyone's problem, and then you blame us that the technology works a different way than we thought it would, and it does something bad. I'm sorry, but we're messing with things that we don't even understand. I any adult that you say that we aren't would have the same problem. I'm sorry about this, but look, it's a giant bird. And I was just trying to talk to it. I'm sorry if the bird squawked. Karis is just shaking their head. They're coming this way now. Well, I'm glad we have a transport now. Karis looks at the ship. I don't think that can carry 600 people, do you? Well, we sure can try. Karis turns to Belcamp. Wake the joy. Belcamp sort of pauses gulps and then runs back down the stairs. Karis spins away and starts making a series of complicated hand gestures. People rise up out of the sands in the dunes around the encampment, carrying weapons. Uh, soon people are going to start coming out of the camp with weapons as well. Um, Keva is like really like <sighs> right now, just uh, yeah. Yeah, understandably. You yelled at my friends, I'll yell back at you. Now, Karis is uh, now heading off to organize uh, essentially their militia. And you see Jolly come up the stairs and come over to you. Hi, Jolly. Meh. Matt, how large is the vessel? Like I said when we got here, it's about two stories tall. I mean, it's it, this is essentially either a transport ship or some type of luxury vessel. Like you found, it doesn't have any weapons on board, but it had some type of defensive system. You could, from the size of it, let's see, what would this be a role for? Are you trying to estimate how many people could fit in here? Yeah. Okay. Can we help him with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a lower role that you'd have to do for that. You can add what that is my plus highest one for me then. Yeah, you can add plus one from uh, Maeve helping. Okay, that's pretty good. You can tell that this ship could hold maybe a hundred people. If you stuffed them in. Emran um, seems to be doing a, a tally. And then he turns sharply on the group and he says, The ship, if it can move, can hold about a hundred. If we rise to the rebels' defense and help them destroy the army's detachments, well, we might be able to get a lot more through the, the transit to hub. Or we can make several trips. I'm not sure what the best move is. But, and he pulls out his father's sword. I think I'm going to go confess my sins to the church. And he rushes after Karis. If we drop the ship on them, how many could we crush? Uh, I mean, all of them, if you aimed it properly and they all stayed in the same area. At least one wicked witch. <laughs> yes. Hey, I want those red shoes. Actually, they were silver in the book. I prefer red. Uh, so 
obviously Karis isn't here right now, but um, Yartha Lang, you saw Yartha Lang, who dances in darkness. She comes out to you and sort of does a little little bow with her head, not like a deferential one, just like a, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, uh, so can this thing move? It can, probably. Yes, it can move. Yeah, all right, great. Uh, we, we got about 50 kids here. And she just sort of looks at you expectantly. All right, bring yes. them in. Yeah, all right. And um, Thed Lee comes out leading a bunch of kids, 50 kids. I approach Thed Lee and ask, um, oh, it was Karis that was in contact with two other um, factions, right? Mm-hmm. I'll ask Thed Lee if, if that's the same for, for them as well. Uh, no, man. I mean, like, Karis and Mandakai are in charge of all that. They know two others, and those know two others, and you know, you know how it is. All right, then I'm going to go look for Karis. Okay. You can roll contacts, or you can oh. roll investigate. Uh, I'm not good at either, but I'll try contacts. Okay. This would be by asking around. I know less than I did before. You go in and you try to ask people where Karis is, but everybody is organizing. They're carrying out weapons and stuff like that. Or they're preparing uh, the children to evacuate. Is it possible that we could try to patch that hole? I mean, yeah. What are you going to patch it with? Hmm. Well, outside of here, there are craters with um, scraps uh, all over the place. We could definitely find something uh, useful there. How quickly can you do that? Uh, very. <laughs> I don't know if I said, but... Uh... The, the reason that Emrin uh, marched off is because I wanted to compel. I have forged the blade. I must wield it. All right. Yeah, I figured. So Emrin, where did you go? I uh, marched off with the largest group. Okay. So right now the groups are still mustering, but you can see there's a group there with like Anarchy uh, seems to be in charge of this one. And uh, she is armed with, uh, what is that, a staff? A club? It's a staff. Yeah, she's got a staff that she's uh, got strung across her back, and she's shouting at uh, a group of about uh, five people that she's with. You you start to get the impression that most of the people here either don't know how to fight or just can't for some reason or another. Understood. Can uh, I try to exert my will over the surrounding bugs? Yeah, you can try. Have all the scorpions sting all the bad people. As usual, that is a uh, will roll that you have to do. She sure did. And you're going to need to roll for this. Oh, did you already roll? Okay. Yes. And Hera's yes. going to be like, oh, she you have to... Seven. So you have to make an epic roll. And that's that's what you did. Okay. You are able to... It's like the difference here over the difference with the giant bugs back in the hub. It's like painting a wall versus painting a miniature but you're able to do it. You're able to extend that fine control into the minds of a few hundred uh, scorpions and spiders in the area. They they send their expectancy. I'm going to have them, if I can, I guess, strategically place them, at least the venomous ones, around where I think the church will be coming from. Just have them lie and wait until I need them. Okay. They skitter around into roughly where you're asking them to go every couple of minutes you lose one or two it's very it's very taxing for you to maintain this kind of control over so many small things 
Is she getting the one nose bleed trail or two by now? It's not necessarily getting a nosebleed at all. It's just like it's it's a headache and it's hard to... It's like you're trying to juggle, but um, you're wearing mittens. I'll stop before I exert myself too much. I think I, I just want to know that they're there, should I need them. Our kids start filing up into the ship. Karis comes out. Uh, Zonin, I assume you're still inside looking for them. This is true. Uh, Karis comes out with Mandukai. Mandukai sees you there, Amran, with uh, Anarchy's group. And... Uh, she sees the rest of you over by the ship, and she looks sad, but uh, she is holding her monk's spade, and she sort of bends down and draws her fingers through the sand, and when she brings her fingers back up, they are coated in the sort of orangey sand that you get around here, uh, and it seems like she's put some type of liquid on her fingers. She draws two fingers under each eye and swipes them from left to right, making dual horizontal stripes underneath her eyes there. And then she looks up at the moons. She draws the stripes under each eye, and she looks up at the twin moons, and she raises her monk's spade. Then she draws her left palm over the crescent blade, and her blood leaks onto the weapon. When it does, there's a flash of light, and she begins to glow her whole body, as if she is no longer a person, but a person-shaped container full of, essentially, uh, gold, green, and purple glitter. Uh, a series of decorations begin to explode from her, like ribbons, bows, bells, all over her body as she rises up a few feet into the air. She throws her head back and screams, and then she runs. As she runs, you see the rest of the rebel rush after her, even Karis. And then you see the infantry notice this glowing streak running towards them and change their direction very slightly from the ship towards her. And after that, you see seven more figures rise from the sand, drawing bows and aiming them at Mandukai. And the last thing is you hear from the sky that terrible whistle. No. I'm gonna stab him. Next time, because that is the end of our session today. Major PTSD flashbacks there. Sorry, Everywhere we go, everyone dies. Is Mandukai Jubilee from the X-Men? Uh, Mandukai is more like Sailor Jupiter. Oh, uh, much better. Yeah, I was going to say, Jubilee is useless. <laughs>